Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 212 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you for joining us and let me first begin with a, with an apology. <laughs> I just got a message, uh, an email a day or so ago about the, the music playing too long uh, for the episodes and I was wondering what, like, what had happened there. As I've gone back and listened to, it was Episodes 207 and 208 from last week, so it was Saturday and Sunday sessions. Um, for some reason, uh, that I don't know why, uh, the music that begins and ends this study podcast was playing throughout the entire episode, which I can imagine was particularly um, um, annoying and probably distracting. So apologies for that again. I'm not really sure what happened there, but um, it doesn't seem to have happened over the past three episodes that have happened since. So it must have just been an error on my part, or perhaps I clicked the wrong audio file to upload. And I, and I think in any in any case, um, it shouldn't be happening again. So apologies for that. Uh, today we are continuing with Alma forty, uh, which is covered in the July twenty seventh to August second week, uh, covering Alma thirty nine to forty two, and we're continuing looking for the theme of I can seek answers to my gospel questions and about the resurrection and standing before God to be judged. Now in Alma forty verse nine. Um, we again see a kind of link into what Alma has done to find these answers. He says that he he inquired diligently of the Lord to know um, and the the things that he does know. And then he talks about the state of the soul between death and the resurrection. He says in verse 11, Now concerning the state of the soul between death and the resurrection, behold, it has been made known unto me by an angel that the spirits of all men, as soon as they are departed from this mortal body, yea, the spirits of all men, whether they be good or evil, are taken home to that God who gave them life. And so Alva begins here to explain the the plan of salvation, what happens after we die. Um, and this is really, to, which seemingly to them was a very unknown part of the plan, you know, they seemed to know that they were going to die and they seemed to know that Christ would allow all to become resurrected. But it was this part in the middle, which they just weren't sure about. Uh, and so Alma is going to expound on that uh, to Corianson. Um And I think that one of the great blessings that we have to know about this uh, is it gives us a great deal of purpose in our lives. Uh, it helps us understand what is going to happen after this life uh, and therefore helps us to understand what we need to do in this life. In a know why from Book of Mormon Central, number 315, which says, what does the Book of Mormon teach about afterlife? It concludes with this really important point. It says, quote, thanks to the Book of Mormon and these other revelations, Latter-day Saints today are blessed with greater knowledge about the next life than any other known group of people in history. Knowing the Lord's plan when death comes brings comfort, hope and assurance to those who lose loved ones or who themselves feel the end of mortality approaching. Latter-day Saints should cherish and share this wonderful knowledge, close quote. And it really is a blessing. I think we sometimes take this for granted, as we do with many things in the gospel. Uh, and so it truly is a, a remarkable thing uh, that we know about. Hammer then continues and explains the states of the souls, those that have been righteous and those that have been wicked. And I'm not going to go too much into detail with that, because many of you listening will know about those states of the souls, uh, how the righteous will have paradise and the wickedness will be... Um, well, it's interesting because Alma says cast out into outer darkness. Now, obviously, um, we know that this is not in terms of our latter day terminology correct, but he may well have been referring to that spirit prison where they, they know they are have missed out on things or they are struggling to progress at that stage. Uh, but for us, outer darkness refers to the, the final state after the resurrection for those who uh, were the sons of perdition. 
Uh, so in verses 15 to 17, Alma then um, makes a correction on what they believed initially was a resurrection. He says in verse 15, now there, are, now there are some that have understood this state of happiness and this state of misery of the soul before the resurrection was a first resurrection. Yea, I admit it may be termed a resurrection, the raising of the spirit or the soul and their consignation to this happiness or misery, according to the words which have been spoken. But then he says in verse 17, now we do not suppose that this first resurrection, which is spoken of in this manner, can be a resurrection of the souls and their consignation to happiness or misery. You cannot suppose that this is what it meaneth. So he's saying that there's a bit of misunderstanding here in our in our beliefs, that this first stage before the actual resurrection is not a resurrection uh, because, and then he's going to explain why, how a resurrection is a restoration of everything, both body and soul together. It's interesting as well that um, he's using the word soul a lot in place of spirit but you'll notice that in verse um, 15 he said the spirit or the soul so he seems to be using both words interchangeably there um, but I love just how um, he corrects this and how um, he is teaching his son it's, it's like this is a wonderful interaction it's, it's really personal and it's really specific it's not a it doesn't seem to be a completely pre-planned um, you know written thing perhaps like Helaman's um, chiasm, chiasm was um, but this is just a wonderfully raw and, you know, this is just what I think, son. And this is what isn't probably right in what we think right now. It's a real honest discussion, heart to heart. And in verse 20, we see that as well. Now, my son, I do not say that the resurrection cometh at the resurrection of Christ. But behold, I give it as my opinion that the souls and bodies are reunited of the righteous at the resurrection of Christ and his ascension into heaven. Now, I mean, you know, that's I don't. <laughs> that is wonderful you know a prophet of god clearly who doesn't have all the answers is now giving his opinion on some matters and some of the things we, a couple of the things we read so far may not be completely right but it's because he is searching he is seeking he is then forming these ideas and he's probably going to be going in prayer to heavenly father and asking about are these ideas right is there something that i don't quite understand yet and so it's just a wonderful um, an, um, example of where he is right now in his understanding and how we all can, you know, try and gain understanding, have a belief or an opinion of something, but perhaps, and perhaps share it with our close relatives and our loved ones. I don't think that Alma, in fact, I'm pretty certain that Alma won't have shared these things in a public setting, because first of all, if he did, it's likely his son Coriantor would have heard him teaching about it anyway, but also... Uh, he also clearly understands here that some of this is his opinion uh, on what he has gained so far. And so it's just lovely to see how he is sharing these with his son um, and how he's trying to help his son in whatever way he can, but making it clear that this isn't the fact, this is just his opinion. In verse 23, it says, The soul shall be restored to the body and the body to the soul. Yea, and every limb and joint shall be restored to its body. Yea, even a hair of the head shall not be lost, but all things shall be restored to their proper and perfect frame. And this is, you know, the, the verse which we always seem to use as a little joke, you know, to someone that particularly has lost their hair. Um, it's always funny in general conference when a general authority shares this particular verse and it's a general authority that has not, does not have their hair anymore. Um, it always just makes me chuckle. But um, this is a wonderful uh, quote by Joseph Fielding Smith about the, restor the restoration of this body and soul perfectly. He says, quote, deformity will be removed, defects will be eliminated, and men and women shall attain to the perfection of their spirits, to the perfection that God designed in the beginning. It is his purpose that men and women, his children, 
born to become heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, shall be made perfect, physically as well as spiritually, through obedience to the law by which he has provided the means that perfection shall come to all his children. Close quote. This is a blessing which is going to be available. Um, the resurrection will be available to all. Uh, they, the body will be perfected. The glory of which it will be risen to will, will differ, but the perfection of it, um, how it will never die, how it will last forever, will will be given to all. And what a blessing. I mean, we've spoken about the resurrection a number of times uh, because it comes up quite often, uh, particularly in the Book of Mormon. But we also spoke about it last year uh, when I began the podcast uh, in the New Testament. And um, it's just such a wonderful blessing that every person on this earth will be given that because of the Saviour, no matter what they have done. That is a blessing that is available and will be given to all unconditionally. It's just such a wonderful thing. Verse 26, though, uh, we can see where the conditions start to come in. Uh, it says, But behold, an awful death cometh upon the wicked, for, uh, for they die as to a, things pertaining to the things of righteousness. For they are unclean, and no unclean thing can inherit the kingdom of God, but they are cast out and, cons and consigned to partake of the fruits of their labours or their works, which have been evil, and they drink the dregs of a bitter cup. Just a bit of explanation what the dregs of this bitter cup are. Um, Joseph Fielding McConkie and Robert L. Millett said this, quote, They drink the dregs of a bitter cup, that is, they face the full effects of the justice of the Almighty God, a justice which might have been mitigated by their own repentance through the divine grace of the Holy One of Israel, close quote. So those that do not repent of their sins will need to, will need to pay those effects for themselves after this life. Uh, and what happened, what that looks like, again, we do not know. Um, we often hear the phrase everlasting punishment, but it's not everlasting as in it never ends. It's everlasting because it is God's punishment. And we read that in Doctrine and Covenants. Uh, so, you know, I think that, again, even though Alma has shared all these things, and perhaps it seems that we know um, how this can be, you know, Compared with things that we do know today, uh, there is clearly things that we do know today that perhaps Alma and his people in his time did not know. But um, the blessing that we have is that we have things that we have been given by revelation. And yet there are things that we don't know. Um, and perhaps I think Alma's pattern of seeking answers, um, asking clearly, having those questions and asking about them diligently, sharing his opinion with close relatives and then going away and working on them again is an interesting uh, pattern which we should be following. And it's one that I hadn't really noticed before in this chapter. So I hope that you have a chance to, to study it deeply yourselves and uh, have a look in this chapter. Thank you very much for listening today. Um, you can join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me to share your comments and thoughts from the study that you've been doing. And also you can email session at gmail.com if you'd like to join with a future podcast episode as well. Thank you for listening. And until we meet again. <laughs>